kind of running on that theme of like consumer versus uh, medical language. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Finding a good SEO partner that specializes in content marketing can be hard. Since 1999, Internet Marketing Ninjas has built its reputation on SEO and content marketing strategies. Internet Marketing Ninjas is run by Jim Boykin. I've known Jim for close to 20 years now. He's been a very hands-on SEO, he's a very hands-on CEO as well, and he's built a great team at the Internet Marketing Ninjas. From what I hear, their clients are very happy with them too. The Internet Marketing Ninjas could also help you with your core web vitals and page experience update. They're very hands-on with that. They'll make the changes for you, not just provide the audit. So check them out at internetmarketingninjas.com. One of the data points we always talk about a lot is that we track between 80 and 85% of healthcare searches are layman's symptoms and conditions. So traditionally, when we take over and work with a client, they're always leading with like the doctor's name or the brand or the medical device. And they think it's kind of that field of dreams, like we're gonna build it and tell them how awesome we are, and then they're all gonna come. But we always kind of have to hit them in the head with a hammer that the lion's share of healthcare search is in a consumer-friendly way. So we're always working with either traditional kind of digital marketing keyword data, or even re doing research to their patients or the practitioners to kind of continually map to understand what are just the layman things that you're suffering from that lead to that condition or procedure. And the primary way you're doing that is based off of where you're in this data from. Yeah, for us, I mean, we've been in the space for 10 years, so we have a lot of data around just the keyword search from an organic or paid stance, uh, and we really know the variables, so then it almost becomes agnostic to the condition or specialty. So you're not tapping into like phone calls or patient notes or anything like that. Like the patient comes in and tells the doctor X, Y, and Z. I don't even know if the doctor would write it down like that. Like, like the specific case of like the hole in the nose or whistling, whatever. The doctor wouldn't write down whistling in nose. Maybe they would in the patient notes. It depends, yeah. So we do. I mean, if, we, if we're completely blind, say it's a specialty we don't have data on, then yeah, we'll go in. We do a lot of patient testimonials or just a, a lot of patient market research. We'll speak to their uh, patients that they've treated. Uh, or we'll go in and they'll send us a breakdown of their ICD and CPT codes. So CPT codes are like the really clinical diagnosis, or sorry, the billing structure. Okay. ICD is the diagnosis. Okay. So that's kind of one step closer to a little bit of the layman. So when we understand that, those become like research tools that we can kind of anonymize some of their op notes sometimes to see what that kind of like primary indication was. But more often than not, uh, we have some kind of base place to jump off to do the research. Okay, that, and that makes a lot, of, I'm just curious, like back in the old days, it'd be like, you would have a doctor, let's say Dr. Smith, and Dr. Smith had, you know, three kids, and one of the kids became a doctor as well, <laughs> and it would be Dr. Smith, and so often in the case, it would be like the same type of specialty. Mm. Does that translate to Google also? Are you, have you seen that a lot, or not really? We're bringing over like, the. There's somebody the same doctors have the same exact name and the same exact specialty. It must be so confusing to kind of like to Google to figure out which doctor it is. Yeah, there's two ways I think about that. There's an authority side of that. We have a couple doctors that are in that lineage where their parents or their grandparents were founders of a procedure type. So establishing that from an authority, we've gotten a lot of organic success on the structured data side of he may not have a Wikipedia page, but his father does. And then drawing those connections and highlighting then the continuation of that research has driven a lot of authority. And then the other side of it, I think what you're getting at is like very much like a local search. Yeah. So how do you uniform taking like the name, address, phone number concept 
And that's, that's foundation number one for us whenever we start with a client is we call it like the central source of truth. So we literally make a living, breathing CSV of all the data of the practice that then we syndicate through their website and all the healthcare directories. So we have a technology partnership with a company called doctor.com that our technology integrates. So from one central spot, you can control things like WebMD and HealthGrades and WebMD, your website, all the data and associations. You have that central source of truth around. Uh, we extend it way past just name, address, and phone number. That's important. That's, that's, that's very interesting. It's because it's it's, the reason I brought that up is because you were mentioning like, like the different variations of the content and so forth and stuff like that. I know my wife just did a search for, what was it? Um, we had a problem with one of our, I think our oven. And she did a search for like rapid appliance repair. And only because she saw a truck the other day with the company name Rapid Appliance Repair. So she did a search Rapid Appliance Repair. And she called the first listing, which happened to be not that company. Yeah. There was another local place called Rap that was something called completely different. And the guy's like, how'd you find me? She's like on Google search. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. I got a lot of phone calls with people calling me for this keyword search that I had nothing <laughs> to do with. And it's, it, I find like Google, it's rare. It used to happen a lot more where you were able to piggyback on somebody else's brand. Like in the old days, it was like, I wanted to rank number one for H&R Block during tax season. Put up a one pager, affiliate yeah. link, go right to them. But I think it's like Google's really much better at understanding that, that relationship of who the authority is when the person for who the person is searching for. But in those cases that you're talking about, it's much harder, unless you're doing what you're doing, where you're able to control all the citations and references around that brand or that position name across all the different websites, WebMD, you know, I forgot all the brands you mentioned, and kind of, you know, bring it in all that into one place. Well, you see a lot of local searchers do it, like, like a lot of local SEOs do that with, back, especially before Google was so big, it was like control Yelp, well, control, um, all the different like Yahoo local and mm-hmm. Bing local and all the different local search engines so that they can all have the same reference of what the company is so we could be like oh yeah this is the Rusty Brick in this location not the Rusty Brick in that location yeah. not to name it when name their business Rusty Brick <laughs> but you get your, so I see that you're doing that in the medical space which is very very interesting yeah that becomes an interesting debate we get into a lot though on the medical provider's name it's pretty easy to update and kind of distinguish the individual especially because an MPI is kind of like the social security number for a doctor. So that's a unique identifier. But when you get into the brand side, and this is where we're proponents of, and I'd be curious your thoughts, we do a lot of brand defense from like a Google ads buy. And the the issue is, is that a lot of medical practices have the specialty of them in their name. So then you get a lot of competitors buying after. So your name could be XYZ cardiology, you could be NIAC cardiology, but that's inherently a local search, not just your brand. So we'll always often be proponents of it. You almost need to put paid budgets, kind of a brand defense, because people might be co-opting your name or a lot of those directories are even trying to to rank someone else as being that specialist in the location. Right. I've heard from almost every, uh, you know, search marketer that it always pays to buy your brand name. Um, I think so even more in that case. Like if you want to rank for NIAC, whatever specialty, you probably want to own that that SERP because your competitors, and then you have competitors buying the domain, the, the SERP as well, the, the terms as well. Then you get into the whole thing about double serving and stuff yeah. like that. And you have all those issues around double serving and then maybe other things. So you got to be careful with that. Um, but you got to test it. You got to see, does it, does it pay for me to rank and buy keywords for my own brand? Does it pay for me to try to like do a form of reputation management where my competitors aren't piggybacking off my own name as well? Yeah. And like you said, it makes it much harder. Like, 
urgent care NIAC. Urgent, you know, it makes it almost impossible if you're if you're there's an urgent care named urgent care just down the block. It's called <laughs> urgent care NIAC, but yet there's a hundred urgent care NIACs around it, yeah. different names. It's almost impossible to do that. So I don't know if there's a good answer for that. Yeah, we're always testing and everything. It's the same. It's that like you kind of feel it's like that feeding the beast. Like we're still feeding Google money, but it's hard because the conversions show there because they're generally high intent. But there's also that encroachment of competitors. So it's kind of that, like we really are proponents of that brand defense, especially in the healthcare space, because a lot of them, and this is almost a legal requirement, a lot of their legal entity has to identify the specialty of who they are. Uh -huh. So then you're really like opening up the floodgates for competition when it's kind of like that generalized name. I assume this gets fixed over time by Google and other search engines. I don't know. And the other <laughs> issue is that often you have a doctor that's in a practice work and also in a hospital and also work in maybe another practice or work in multiple hospitals. I mean, I think in the company that I worked for, it wouldn't be un unusual for an ER doctor to work in three different ER, ER departments in totally different hospitals yeah. because that was the most amount of billing they get out of that doctor. Yep. So how do you handle, I guess Google should understand that doctors work in different places, especially a lot of physicians do work in their own practice or a group practice as well as they work in a hospital. That's not unusual, right? Yeah, not completely unusual, and it, it just it's a giant kind of like relational database again. You just have to understand the moving parts of who they are, and that's why for us we're big proponents whenever we go into the doing like more hospital auditing is that they'll have four, five, six, ten different databases sometimes and where we're pulling that data from. So they'll have a list of doctors that's from their credentialing, they'll have a list yeah. of doctors from HR, they'll have a list of doctors from their website, and they're not speaking to each other. So sometimes it's really diagnosing the problem from a different perspective is that not that it's easy, but you're never gonna have a solution when you're pulling data from 10 different sources. I guess there's also structured data to handle that, if Google looks at it or not. Obviously the content's <laughs> I'm important. convincing you slowly, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't hurt for them to look at it. And Google has said, um, they, they definitely say structured data is something that everybody should focus on. They focus on more today than they did maybe even 10 years ago. Uh, whereas Gary from Google were like, I hate structured data, you shouldn't be using it back you know, 10 years ago. Now he's kind of like warming up to it. It's like, yeah, we're using, we're using it in a big way. And the question is, will it ever go away? I don't know. I mean, you can never say never with Google. I mean, tomorrow Google might turn off authorship. I mean, they did, yeah. um, <laughs> which upset me because I like whenever any SEO did a search on Google, my photo would come up in the search results, <laughs> Yeah, but no longer. So thank you so much for you know coming out to my parking lot here. I appreciate it. Um, could you please tell people in that camera over there how they can learn more about you, your company, and maybe follow you on social if you're on social? Yeah, my company is TitleHealthGroup.com. Uh, for myself personally, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So Brian Cush, B-R-Y-A-N-C-U-S-H. You can reach out to us uh, on the agency side or myself individually. Very good. Thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. Thanks, Barry. It's a blast. <laughs>